Welcome to B-Sides, a new podcast from the Adcom Group and the creators of the A-Game that will feature guests from the marketing world. I'm your host this week, Joel Hammond. We started the A-Game last year to give our agency and our leaders viewpoints on relevant marketing topics. B-Sides will address those topics and trends with others from the industry, like this week's guest. Today's guest directs social strategy for the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District. And you might be thinking, wastewater? On social? John Gonzalez and the NEORSD are some of the best social around, and he's here to talk about it today. John, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for the invitation. All right, so when I think of a regional sewer district and I think of wastewater, why don't you give us a 30,000-foot view? What does the NEORSD do? Uh, uh, what, what do you guys do for us here in Northeast Ohio? We really manage wastewater and stormwater in the regional, uh, in the area, 62 communities. Our intent is to treat wastewater and manage stormwater. And so we are a utility. We are a service that benefits more than a million people in the region. And uh, when we are out in the community every day, we try to be present and try to be responsive and try to uh, do our best to protect water quality here in the region. You probably hear this a lot, but that description of what you guys do is um, less than sexy. Okay, so it's, it's a utility, it's a service that I need, that my family needs, that everybody in Northeast Ohio needs. You mentioned a million people serve, which is awesome. So tell me, how did you develop this voice? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a company, it's a utility, it's a topic that when I think of fun, that this is not the... So how did you guys, be, how did you guys become fun on social? How did you develop this voice and walk me through that? Sure. What we understood for a number of years now is that our social strategy needed to be more than just simply a message on a bill. It needed to be more than our customer service department. Those elements are important, but when it comes to reaching our customers, reaching our region, the people we serve, we need to be comprehensive. And we also needed to have a strategy that was much more than your typical utility communication. There were a lot of challenges that were coming into us as an agency in the early 2000s. And when we had a uh, new addition to our leadership, we understood at that time we needed to do more than just keep our heads down and, and get the work done. That was critical, and we didn't take that for granted. But we recognized that at the time there were rate increases that were going to be present. There were going to be challenges with stormwater management, and all those things needed to be explained. They needed to be understood by our customers, and we wanted to make sure that we were taking advantage of opportunities as they presented themselves and be prepared for what might be coming down the road. Sure. So what we did is we figured that we needed to have a much broader strategy, and social media really fit into those early planning days as just one extension of a much broader campaign that we were trying to run in terms of being present and accessible and transparent to our customers. Social media became the, the, a voice that we could be a little bit more playful with and a bit more uh, informal but, and ultimately more personal. Yeah. And what we saw is that it, it benefited us after several years of uh, evolving with the technology and with the platforms that are available. We started to find a niche of, of using a little bit of entertainment value with that social because it was something that was either uh, educational or uh, engaging, but entertainment is where we started to get our foot in the door a little bit in a more creative way. Sure. And it has, uh, has paid off for us in, uh, in recent days. All right, for the listeners, st- uh, hit the pause button on your on your player, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whatever. Hit the pause button, go fire up Twitter, uh, and hit a- at N-E-O-R-S-D. Right, John? That's correct. So uh, hit that, scroll through real fast, and you'll see a little bit of what we're talking about here with, with John and what they've tried to do on their Twitter account where um, it's fun, it's a mixture of playful stuff. It's a mixture of messages that they need to get out. I mean, you mentioned it, John, these are messages that um, are complicated at times. They're messages that are serious at times. They're messages that are um, 
not you know, sometimes they're not controversial, but they're uh, civic in nature, this sort of thing. So uh, hit at NERSD, uh, scroll through there, and you'll see a little bit about uh, what we're talking about. All right, so again, you do wastewater. Um, you've managed to make it uh, extremely interesting. Interesting. Let's walk through one example uh, recently. So <clears throat> we're about two weeks removed from the Super Bowl. Uh, walk us through your uh, strategy that night. You know that's a night um, where you know people are on Twitter. You know people are, are watching the game and but also have their phone in their hand. I'm, I'm an uh, extreme culprit of that, right? So walk us through that and what you, what you guys try to do that night. I think, I think that serves a good example of exactly what you guys are trying to do. Sure. And so what we typically will try to do is understand what the, scan, what the landscape looks like in, in regards to trending topics. So what is going to be coming up or what is currently going on, and the trending topics are a great repository of potential content and potential connections. Because the reality is that our work as a, as a utility literally does touch the entire region. And the type of work that we do might not be relevant to people who live beyond the Cleveland area, but the type of work that goes on, the necessity to be aware of what it takes to treat water, what it takes to ultimately protect health in the environment, that goes well beyond a single city or a single region and touches all aspects of anybody who follows us. And so what we try to do is to find ways to be relevant. And when it comes to media, when it comes to sports, when it comes to entertainment, all of those are ends where we can find a way to connect our work to that message. And if we can do that, then it's a way of people seeing us in a different light and recognizing the immediacy and the relevancy that our work has to them in their in their day-to-day life, whether they whether they recognize it initially or not. Super Bowl was a great example. So for a couple of years, we've we've really engaged on on Twitter in different ways, following the game from a perspective of we have something to talk about, but rather than having you leave your area of interest, which is the Super Bowl, having you leave that to come talk to us and get information from us, we'd rather go to where you are and share a relevant story that hits both of our needs. And the way that works best is with some entertainment. We can't we can't just have you talk about rates or just talk about uh, our permit limits or our obligations to the federal government. That's not it doesn't really have a lot of value to most right. people. Right. The Super Bowl was a place for us to to be uh, a bit more entertaining and engaging in a way that people would actually respond. First couple of years we did it, we were really limited to sharing some uh, stats and stories about uh, infrastructure in the game. And so what we tried to do the last couple of years was was be a bit more in tune with the ads, the, the advertisers, and some of the other personalities around the game. This year we did a uh, what we call a Super Bowl podcast, and we uh, actually interviewed and had them lead the broadcast, a couple of our own employees, talking about what they do in the field and ultimately breaking down the game in a way that was literally a sports cast, but they did also tie in some connections to our work. What's it take to have, be a successful organization? How do you build a strategy that can that can uh, work on both the defensive and, and offensive when it comes to uh, protecting water quality? Those yeah. are all connections that, that literally can pique your interest whether you follow sports or whether you just want to have an insight in terms of how we do our business. And the creativity that, that our organization allows us to show there is, is a way that people can really start to understand what that work means to them in their daily life. And if we can begin to make those connections through events like our, our hashtag Sewer Bowl coverage over the last couple of years, uh, we find that as being a, a valuable use of time that, that is going to reveal something about our work that they might not have seen before. Right. You know, you mentioned something that, that, uh, that I faced in, in past jobs and, uh, and, and on social now with our clients. How do you break through? How do you be relevant, right? And so being breaking through the noise and being relevant with maybe some creativity and maybe and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, in my previous work with the Cleveland Indians, you know, when you when you're in the off season and and when you're in like the mid December, right? 
nobody's thinking about baseball, right? It, it, the truck hasn't left, you know, and Tribe Fest hasn't happened and, and, uh, and spring training hasn't begun. How do you break through there, right? So what do you do? You put, uh, you put Kobe Bryant in Indians uniform, right, when he announces he's retiring from basketball, right? So you're the NERSD. How do you break through? And the benefit becomes is that you use these trending topics as a mechanism to get more attention to your account. And that way, there's more eyeballs on the messages that you care most about, right? Exactly. No, really, if you can, if you can find a way to understand what people are talking about, it, we would often hold public meetings. We often hold uh, board meetings and things like that where people have a significant stake in what decisions are being made and the information being shared. And we would love it if those events were attended by, by customers and residents from across the region. Right. But the reality is everyone has a life to live. Everyone sure. has time to spend. Everyone has priorities at home. Everyone has a social media feed that is filled with everything from family photos to uh, the products you buy to the, the comedian who has a stage presence next week and is going to have a show and you like to follow their content. That's an, an endless, as I've s- said before in other, in other contexts, it's an endless stream, an endless waterfall of content yeah. that it's not easy to to be visible in. It just ends up kind of washing away into everything else. Right. So if you can somehow find a way to to set yourself apart from that and to cause people to at least stop as they're scrolling through and give you at least a moment to see something or to to want to read your content because of something you said last time, it's it's not easy. And so we roll a lot of dice sometimes, but it all comes down to how can we continue to either push the envelope, but uh, but more importantly, how do we help to tell our story? We have employees who have been doing this work for, for 20, 30 years. We have new employees who are passionate about the work that goes on to protect water quality. And those stories are very, very valuable. And if we can use them to help tell our story too, then they amplify that message. But it, it really comes down to how can we tell a story that people are gonna wanna hear? And yeah. I think any advertiser really wants to do that. Any product really wants to do that. And so if we can use some creativity to help tell that story, we're, we're all for it. Absolutely. You know, you guys do a good job. I just got my phone out and looked at your uh, at your feed as we go, and I was wondering what you guys have planned for uh, for Valentine's Day. And I see your pin tweet is really good. Um, you guys do a really good job of of finding the right balance of. And, and this is my question. You you are in on a lot of different topics, right? So any you know stuff that's trending, great. You know, how do you know when to engage, or how do you know when not to engage? Right, that it's a fine line, right? And people always ask me, like, how do you guys pull this off and know when to not like step over the line? It's like, well, it's like my it's my job to know where that line is. Um, so how do you guys have that discussion? And, and are are there things where you know, can you point to examples where you've said you've gone through a process of saying, "Oh, this is a good idea. Let's do this," and you get to the you get to the finish line. It's like, uh, you know what? I think this might miss the mark. Let's let's not hit send on this. Yeah, the Twitter drafts exa- exist for a reason, <laughs> and so that that uh-huh. folder is always changing. Yeah, uh, and depending on what content is there, but we do push the envelope on a lot of things. Uh, we do tell a lot of jokes. We we are willing to. To talk some politics, if it may, if it's relevant, we'll talk some sports. Oh wow! There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of controversial issues that come up in the media, uh, especially politically now, where where we think it might not be relevant to chime in on that. Sure. There's also a lot of low hanging fruit. So if if our if our president makes a, a tweet with a, a typo in it, we'll jump on that. Yeah. Uh, there was a presidential alert that it, that they were practicing. We we jumped on that and we're able to tie some content into that opportunity. With our uh, with President Obama, we actually had a, an employee who did a great impersonation uh, impersonation of President Obama, and so we had his impersonation giving some some uh, information about picking up after your pet as part That's of our water great. quality messaging. And so we're we're not afraid to to kind of push the envelope. But as you mentioned, a lot of it comes just through the judgment, the relationships that I built to understand 
this is what the organization represents. And so we're willing to push the envelope if it helps to make a connection. But if it's going to put us at risk as, as demonstrating that we are either uh, careless or insensitive, those are things that we're, we'll stay away from. Right. In terms of customer interaction, we ha it'll run the gamut. We don't have a lot of angry customers who reach out to us on social. Some on Facebook, and those are great opportunities to make connections. But when it relates to, uh, for the most part, customers uh, in engaging with us, we don't have a challenge in, in engaging with them at any level. They come at us angry. They ask us why we're spending time here. They say, you spend uh, a whole day on Twitter. That's your whole job. And those are the questions that people logically ask. As, yeah. a, as a utility, we, are, we welcome those questions because the answers are often simply based on uh, someone's misunderstanding or a lack of, um, a lack of clarity or a misunderstanding. And so we are happy to engage in those customers' uh, conversations, even if they're angry, to help them understand a little bit more about what we do. Sure. And in most circumstances, that pays off for us. Sure. All right, so like I, I think I alluded to this earlier, but going through your, your timeline on Twitter, there's a, a great mix of content, right? So again, we talked about how do you get the, and I'm not saying that the stuff, the fun stuff you guys do is is not important, but it's an end, it's a means to an end, right? So you use that, av that, 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 um, uh, content or that strategy to get more eyeballs on, on the stuff that you care most about. Right. So how do you decide on that content mix? You know, like what, um, I saw just, again, just going through, saw a, a fun profile of a couple young ladies, I think either your employees or a couple young ladies who are making a difference in the community in, in your space. Um, what's your content planning, uh, process like, and what, what's, what's the mix? What do you, what do you attempt to, to achieve as far as the mix goes with your content? Over the course of the year, we certainly have a, a number of campaigns that, that are, are, seasonal or they're based on a specific uh, other event that we have planned for the year. This year, uh, one of our, our key content pushes is River Reborn. And this is the 50th anniversary of the burning of the Cuyahoga River, yep. the last fire that, the, that really changed the course of history related to water quality, related to the environment, and the perspective that, that uh, America has on the importance of our environment. With that reality and the celebration that's taking place here in Cleveland with their uh, Cuyahoga 50 celebration, and our relevant content connections there, we're going to be telling stories about that river's rebirth, hashtag river reborn throughout the year. And so that will help to shape a lot of the ongoing messages that take place. From a month-to-month -month basis, uh, we try to find the stories that are relevant to the region, and we try to find the faces and voices who represent our work in a way that, that people can connect to. Sure. Utilities are often faceless, and yep. people only interact with them when either A, there's a problem, or B, they have a bill, or some combination of both. Yeah, vote. Yeah, uh, something went wrong, or vote, or vote for my right. And so we don't. We're not a voting type agency. We don't have to vote for rates. We go to our board, and they they uh, facilitate a process for that approval. But people have questions when they see their bill, and uh, but we want them to to understand that we are a resource to have them get answers. And so a lot of that just comes down to uh, being at the front of their mind and being uh, raising the awareness that we're even out there and available to respond. So we try to develop content that will help to make those connections. Our employees are, are tremendous storytellers, and I, I can't say enough about the number of people who work on our team who will give you an hour of their time just talking about the work they do, not because they don't have something else to do, but because they're proud of it, and they mm -hmm. want you to recognize what it takes to, to protect our lake, to protect water quality, to keep us healthy. Those are all things that, that are relevant, and the storytellers are, are what really engage people. Uh, I've heard uh, other talk shows talk about the reality that it doesn't matter what the topic is. If the storyteller is engaging, you'll stay tuned and try yeah. to learn more about what that topic is. It could be beekeeping. It could be, uh, it could be what stereo equipment you use. But if the storyteller is great, it'll pique your interest. Yeah. So what I often tell people is that I, I do manage our social media, but our employees are the storytellers. I just know our Twitter password and are able to, to tell the stories on the platforms that make sense. And so we, 
look for those storytellers. We, we work closely with our managers and the other members of our team who, if, if there's a personality there who represents our work well, they all represent our work well, but there's some employees who just have a different knack for, for the ability to communicate and represent um, the face of the organization. So we try to find those connections and, and use them to help them amplify that message, uh, not to take advantage of them, but to take advantage of the skill set and to yeah. use the skill set to say, you are part of our team, and we have over 600, 700 employees who are all storytellers. And if we can find the right story that, that relates and resonates with the people who are listening and following us, uh, we'll use that. And we're, we're happy to, to, to be representatives of that story. I'm glad you brought this up because content marketing is a big part of social, isn't it? You know, I mean, we everybody has their own... Um, you know, fun stuff they do on Twitter and engagement, but, you know, a big driver, uh, in my view, I mean, we, we try to convince clients of this all the time. Like I always, I always look at it as, um, the NERSD at any, at NERSD can tell Joel Hammond 25 times that it's important and what the work we do is important. But if my neighbor tells me that NERSD is important because here's what happened at my house or here's what happened to a family member of mine who lives within the jurisdiction or the, you know, coverage area or whatever. Um, so it sounds like you guys are really using your employees as a, as a content marketing method of tell their stories or tell what they see on, on, in their work and how their work's important. And can you talk a little bit about that? Like what, what role does that play? It seems like you guys are really using that as messages and, and messaging mechanism on social too. Sure, whether it's our sewer maintenance staff, whether it's our field crews who are out doing investigations on a daily basis, it could be our, our construction crews who are out there uh, interrupting people's lives for an extended period of time. We are present in the community across uh, practically every aspect of our service area, all 62 communities in some way, shape or form every day. Those employees' faces, those employees' voices are ambassadors of our work, and we want them to represent us well, and we believe that they do. And so if we can, again, use them to help tell our story, that is, is a great opportunity. I was texting a, a colleague last night, uh, and she, she, used the phrase that, uh, she used the phrase that a smile is the most important part of our uniform because that represents something that the person that you're interacting with from the organization cares about you as a customer, and we care about you as a resident because you are... Uh, you are part of who we are as a, as a region. And so our, our social is, is not too far removed from that. If we can be that smile or that, that bit of laughter that you might have when you come across our, our content, that's great because it'll make you think of us again. So it may make you more willing to share a story about our content or about our experience or about the, the, the value that we bring to you as a customer with somebody around you. And so we hear those types of stories all the time where people saying, yes, I saw your content or I saw your post. I saw that video you that you tweeted yesterday. And uh, they might not be engaging with us directly on that content, but they talk about it. And those stories get told the same way we want to tell our story. You tell stories all the time. People leave reviews for products all the time. Yeah. Those types of personal experiences are, are really where those connections are made. And so we value those as, as an agency, as a utility, that, that people make connections that, uh, that demonstrate what they think is important. And we're glad people think our service is important. And if our content helps to reinforce that reality, then we'll certainly take advantage of it. One final point and one final question for you. My final point, I, I meant, to do the, meant to say this when you were talking about um, upcoming content and your River Reborn um, uh, anniversary package. I'm looking forward to seeing that. If you're, if you're not from Cleveland, so my point is, if you're not from Cleveland, Cleveland is not like the river is not, that was 50 years ago. Cleveland is a, a fantastic place. And I'm looking, I presume you're going to kind of tell the story of, of why it happened. And, and you mentioned, I mean, this, that event spurred, 
major change, right? So really looking forward to that series from at uh, NERSD on Twitter. Um, go follow them right now. I just have one final question for John. You'll see pinned to their uh, profile right now on Twitter um, a hilarious video with really funny uh, sewer slash water themed uh, Valentine's Day cards. So I knew there'd be something good there. Um, around that trending topic. So final question, John, for you, and I, th- this probably should have come sooner when we were talking more about your um, fun and creative strategy. Um, what, what's been the agency's, uh, agency leadership's reaction to some of what you guys do? Like, has, is, is there buy-in? Like, what, what was the, what's the, uh, what was the approval process like? I'm sure now at this point, you're just trusted to handle this stuff, but was, were there growing pains? To, you know, I've been through a little bit of that, but eventually you're, you're trusted to, like I said, know where that line is and talk to, talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. It, it has been a process and it's been an evolution. You know, social media changes very quickly and what we're on Twitter today, it might be a different platform tomorrow. Yep. And so all these things are fleeting and we try to find a ways to, to be relevant in, the, in that platform at the time. It has been a process and leadership has largely embraced and supported our efforts to be creative. We have a, a director of our department and a, a CEO who are very supportive of us being present in the community, and social media allows us to do that. As you indicated, it does come down at this point to trust and the relationships that, that we have built with our colleagues to have them recognize if something comes to us, we're either going to take advantage of it or we're going to recognize that, that there's a way that we can build on this and do something more. Uh, the, the approval process is is recognizing what the content is and how I can get a a sense of urgency with the people who need to respond. If it's not timely, it, it becomes less and less relevant. Sure. And we have built up relationships that have allowed us to be timely in, in a way that I don't take for granted. And I appreciate with the, the colleagues who help to represent our work, recognize the time constraints that help to make our content even more relevant and more creative because it can be timely and responsive. Leadership has largely supported our creativity in very, very many ways. So from the beginning, we started to make little inroads and try to make some connections early on and demonstrate value and demonstrate some return on that investment. So again, our, our Twitter following may be 6,000 people and our Facebook following is, is several thousand and uh, the engagement rate is high for us there. So it's an yeah. engaged audience. Yeah. But uh, we recognize that, that there's only so much that we can do on social and more of it than just comes down to the service that we provide sure. to our customers. But uh, our leadership recognizes if we can use social as part of that larger strategy, uh, they've given us the support and the, the creative freedom that ultimately helps us to be more relevant and timely in ways that, that pays off for us as a communication department. And so hopefully it also is paying off for our region and the people who follow us in terms of knowing more about who we are, what we do, and, and why it's important to them as customers and, and citizens here in the region. All right. That will wrap up this week's edition of, the, of B-Sides. Listen, follow at N-E-O-R-S-D on Twitter. John and his team do a great job. They're on Facebook too, Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District. Follow the AgCom group on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for all kinds of uh, relevant industry topics and a look at what uh, life is like inside our little agency in Cleveland, Ohio. For John Gonzalez from uh, N-E-O-R-S-D, I'm Joel Hammond with the AgCom group and B-Sides. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.